This is AutoLine Daily, the show for enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Over in Germany, the government is putting more muscle into its efforts to get cleaner cars on its roads. Reuters reports it's increasing taxes on gas-guzzling vehicles next year by doubling a climate protection surcharge on vehicles that emit more than 195 grams of CO2 per kilometer. Cars that emit 95 grams or fewer do not face any additional surcharges, and electric vehicles are exempt from any motor vehicle tax until 2030. And to help spur even more EV growth, Germany is mandating that all gas station companies have to install EV chargers at all of their locations. Last year, German Chancellor Angela Merkel announced a goal to have one million charging stations in the country by 2030. Currently, it only has 28,000 stations, and most of those do not have fast charging capability. And now let's move over to China, where car sales are rebounding. The China Passenger Car Association reports that automakers sold 1.6 million vehicles in May. That's up 2% compared to a year ago, and it's the first increase in sales since last June. The premium and luxury brands did the best, with sales up almost 30%. And Tesla had a fantastic month. It sold more than 11,000 Chinese-made Model 3s, and that was up 205% compared to April. More and more vehicles are being equipped with Advanced Driver Assistance Systems, ADAS, and that's going to help reduce accidents and save lives. But if you want to do something as simple as repainting your car, it's going to require a different approach to make sure that ADAS technology still works properly. We recently spoke with John Warniak, Chief Technology Officer at SEMA, and he explained why painting cars with ADAS systems is going to be different. We're finding out for example, you know, a lot of the wraps and the cool paints, you know, a lot of the really cool colors that SEMA members put on vehicles, you put in a couple of deep coats of primer, some really cool metallics, some clear coat, candy colors. You have to be very wary of the buildup of paint over those ultrasonic uh, sensors. And certainly if there's a radar or if there's a camera, that, that aperture, if you will, or that line of sight has to be clear. So we want to make sure that all those are back in calibration. So working with the service providers and the service research at the OMs, we're able to gain access to that information and develop a set of best practices and guidelines for the aftermarket that we're learning from the collision repair industry. And of course, you can watch that entire interview right now on our YouTube channel. Karma Automotive released a new sports and appearance package for the Rivero GT. The plug-in hybrid is quite a bit faster with these packages. 3.9 seconds, 0 to 60, and that's down from 4.5 seconds. But Karma didn't say how it achieved that, although it did say the system will feature electronic torque vectoring. In the styling department, it now comes with standard black paint, but for some reason it's shown here in blue. It also gets carbon fiber accessories, fender and dashboard badges, red calipers, drilled rotors, 22-inch wheels, and a slight twist on the company's logo. 
The performance upgrades can also be ordered without the styling enhancement. Karma did not reveal pricing for the packages, but the 2020 Rivero GT starts at a little bit under $145,000. Ford revealed the Escape plug-in hybrid, and it's going to have an EPA-estimated 37 miles of all-electric range. The propulsion system combines a 2.5-liter Atkinson cycle engine, a CVT, electric motor, and a 14.4-kilowatt-hour battery, which is mounted under the second-row seats. It's also rated at an EPA-estimated 100 miles per gallon equivalent, which would make it best in class. The exact release date is not known yet, but when it does go on sale, the Escape plug-in will have a base price under $35,000 in the U.S. before any incentives. For those of you keeping track at the beginning of the year, Ford still had more than 85,000 vehicles before it hit the 200,000 mark where its EV and PHEV tax credits would start running out. But just like in the hybrid market, Ford's going to compete with Toyota for plug-in crossover sales. Ford is number two in hybrid sales to Toyota, which is launching the all-new RAV4 plug-in. It pairs a 2.5-liter engine with two electric motors, and of course that offers all-wheel drive, and it combines for about 300 horsepower. An 18.1-kilowatt-hour battery, which is mounted under the floor, provides 95 kilometers of WLTP range, which converts roughly to 52 EPA miles. The RAV4 plug-in is also fast, and Toyota claims it's going to do 0 to 100 kilometers an hour in only 4 seconds. Boy, I can't wait to drive that thing. That sportiness is reflected in the sport-tuned suspension and unique design features. A few firsts for the RAV4 are seen in the plug-in version as well, including paddle shifters and a head-up display and the option for its largest ever infotainment screen. The RAV4 plug-in is on sale in Japan right now and carries a starting price of just under 4.7 million yen. That's about $43,000. And speaking of Toyota, it just showed a refreshed version of its four-tuner SUV, which rides on the same platform as the Hilux pickup. Like most of Toyota's models, styling is more hard-edged. The front is dominated by a large spindle grille cut in two by a body-colored bar carrying the Toyota badge. The skid plate, fog lamps, and LED headlights were reworked as well. A 2.8-liter diesel now makes 201 horsepower, 27 more than before, and it's 17% more fuel efficient. This refreshed seven-seater is scheduled to go on sale this summer in markets like India and Australia. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. Say, did you know that the South Korean auto industry never shut down during the pandemic? South Korea did a better job than most countries by enforcing safety precautions early in the outbreak and avoided the worst of it. And that has really helped Hyundai. Over 57% of the vehicles it sells in the American market are made in South Korea. Compare that to Kia, which gets 40% of its vehicles from there. As a result, Hyundai has much more inventory for customers to choose from, and its sales have not been hurt as much as Kia's. Wards reports that at the end of May, 
Hyundai had 157,000 vehicles in inventory in the U.S. market, while Kia only had 57,000. Well, it happened again. Last week, I was test driving the Mazda 6 with what they call the signature package, and I walked away from that car just shaking my head. This is an excellent sedan, and yet it doesn't sell very well. I would put it on the same level as a Toyota Camry or Honda Accord or Hyundai Sonata, but it doesn't come anywhere near them in sales. Believe me, it's not a problem with the car. Somehow, Mazda's marketing, advertising, or its dealers just can't seem to get enough people to put Mazda on their shopping list. The 6 looks really good and feels really refined. The interior is nicely appointed with soft padded surfaces on all the places you're likely to touch. The signature package provides Napa leather seat trim and what Mazda calls ultra suede. That's an interwoven material with ultra fine microfibers with a hand that feels like real suede. Hand is designer talk for the way a material feels when you run your hand over it. But this car is more than just good looks. It drives solid, with low levels of NVH in all driving conditions, though at startup, its 2.5-liter turbo engine is a tad bit coarse. That engine delivers 227 horsepower and 310 pound-feet of torque with torque vectoring, or what Mazda calls G-vectoring, keeping the car going where you want it, even under heavy cornering. But the 6 only comes with a 6-speed automatic which is not a lot of gears in this day and age, where 8 and 9 speeds are much more common. The 6 is rated at 26 miles to the gallon, which puts it towards the bottom of the segment. I think an 8-speed would bump those numbers up. The signature model is loaded with features, just about everything that you can think of. Even the front passenger gets a 6-way power seat. The one that I test drove was priced at $36,600, and that includes nearly $1,000 for the destination charge. For its class, that's a very competitive price. And that's why I walked away from this car shaking my head. If Mazda could only figure out a way to put butts in seats and get car shoppers to take a test drive, they'd sell a lot more. And with that, we wrap up today's report.